0: Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: It's the Tuesday edition of Fantasy Sports today. What is going on with Tyler Saladino? Back-to-back grand slams. The Astros go wild last night. We're going to talk about the Brewers with Jeff Levering. We got Adam Bronas coming on the show. And our Tuesday edition of Fantasy Sports today starts now. I'd
0: like to talk a little bit about sports. Sports today. Well, hit down the line, Way back and
2: Unbelievable! Unbelievable! for three.
1: I am a purist and I am a little bit of an old school baseball guy, but I definitely understand the direction that the Baseball Hall of Fame is going. I don't blame them for doing it. At the same time, I think that you have to look at it as we're heading more toward a little bit more of a popularity contest and a little bit more of an agenda contest as opposed to actually putting players in the Hall of Fame. Lee Smith, as an example, uh, I am not big on closers getting into the Hall of Fame, but you put Lee Smith's numbers up against Trevor Hoffman, who's got in, and then you have to wonder, how did Lee Smith not get in all those years, and how did Trevor Hoffman get in? So, look, these debates can be had over and over again with Rudy Gamble of Razball.com and it's uh, Waiver Wire Monday, so we'll see what Rudy ended up doing and what he will do. So I was looking at, try, and speed has been awful on the Waiver Wire, so a guy I got most of my this with was Tommy Edmund mm-hmm. of St. Louis. He's now second, short, and third base eligible. He's been hitting the leadoff. Um, I've got
3: his projections for, yeah, if he played a full season, it's a nice nice
2: skill set. I mean, it's like 12 homers, 20 stolen bases, decent average. Um, So he
1: projects well. I think that the question mark's just going to be playing time. Welcome in Fantasy Sports today. Craig Mish with you here on Tuesday, July 23rd, 2019. We're 8 days away from the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Some impact players will be traded. Fantasy baseball takes a big shift starting August 1st with a lot of players being on new teams. Hope you guys are having a great day so far on this Tuesday. We got Sean producing the show. He's in for Chris. And I am, of course, Craig Mish. You could dial up the show, 844-843-6879. That's how you get us. That's always how you get us here on the show, at Craig Mish on Twitter, at FNTSY Radio. 1240 Eastern, we got Adam Ronis on the show today. We'll talk some baseball, maybe a little football with him. 125 Eastern, Jeff Levering, play-by-play radio voice of the Milwaukee Brewers. Who will join us. We'll talk some Brewers baseball. Uh, In case you missed Bernie Pleskov's interview yesterday on some minor league players, we're going to play some of that back for you as well in the second hour of the show. We'll also talk some stolen bases a little bit later. So those of you who are listening on demand, feel free to fast forward to whatever you want to hear on the program. But if you're listening live, thanks so much for joining me. And uh, as always, welcome in. We'll start with the Brewers. And uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to see Travis Shaw getting a gig back. When you got a guy like Tyler Saladino hitting grand slams in back-to-back games. Brewers did lose yesterday, but look, we're, we're focused a little bit more on fantasy than we are reality. And when a guy does that in any kind of format, it's a game changer. I just It's so rare to see a guy even hit one grand slam over the course of the season. Some of these guys have five, six. I think Robin Ventura had a bunch one year. But Tyler Saladino all of a sudden getting some playing time. And playing a little third, while Moustakis moves all around the diamond, plays second, etc. And to think that this guy, going into 48 hours ago, think about this. This is what makes baseball so great. Two days ago, Tyler Saladino had no home runs, no runs driven in, 21 strikeouts, three stolen bases, and had five hits on the season. I mean, how could you predict these sort of things? Like, this is what makes fantasy sports fun. And this is what, honestly, makes DFS fun, too. You you cannot imagine what must be going through a player like that's mine, where, where he's done virtually nothing for years, and then has his best two games in back-to-back days. So uh, congratulations to, I don't know, like... Fifteen team NL only leagues, I guess. Is there anyone out there in any league, in any format, in any way that benefited from what just happened in the last two days with with Tyler Saladino? I'm gonna probably say no. I know he's available in my league. I know he's available in your league. Does anybody have him? Did anybody grab him, pick him up after the Grand Slam Sunday, put him in your lineup yesterday, hit a Grand Slam for you again? This is wild. Again, no home runs, no RBIs going into the weekend. Now has two home runs and eight RBIs. Why? Two grand slams. Crazy. That was nuts. Uh, Rangers have lost their eighth game in a row. We talked about them a little bit yesterday. Austin Nola, who uh, used to be uh, with the Miami Marlins, the brother of Aaron Nola, he uh, hit his third home run, playing pretty good for Seattle, played first base yesterday. Texas is just about done, unfortunately, for them. Nice good run, April, May, June, even into July. But this is what differentiates being buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. And Texas clearly uh, is is kind of turning back into a pumpkin, so, so to speak, after the great start that they had. Uh, longest losing streak, eight in a row. I think this is one of the longest losing streaks in baseball this year, by the way. Eight in a row, too. Uh, in Houston last night, in case you missed it, Jordan Alvarez, Yulieski Gurriel, Miss Diaz all hit home runs for the Houston Astros against Oakland. What makes that interesting about that game? Well, first of all, Diaz is back, and he hasn't played in quite a while. Gurriel's been on fire. Alvarez could be the rookie of the year in the American League, and that's not even the point. All three home runs, all three players from Cuba in the same lineup. Hit bombs yesterday. I thought that was pretty cool. Houston's going to be really tough to beat. The Cardinals are five games uh, over 500 now. Remember when a month ago I was talking here on the show, could be left for dead? Mm, Not so much. Cardinals are back. Cardinals always seem to do well in second halves. Am I wrong about that? Last year they fired their manager in June. All of a sudden the Schilt comes in. They start winning some games. They fell short. But St. Louis is right back in it again. Are they buyers? They're not really ever sellers. Are they buyers of the deadline? I don't know. But uh, Paul Goldschmidt hit a grand slam yesterday. I know he's had a disappointing season, but he could turn that around over the next two months. That's for sure. And that's uh, how we're off and running here on this Tuesday. we got plenty more to get to, including the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm Craig Mish. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Happy to be with you here on this Tuesday. Talking a lot of baseball, some football, some pop culture as well. And we'll be back in just two minutes right here on Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away.
2: With DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. Here's how it works: first, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to five hundred dollars. Just go to sportsgrid.com/dk to play. That's sportsgrid.com/dk. Act quickly; this offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Twenty-one and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig
0: Mish. Now what goes up must come down. Three up, three down. What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman? End of an inning. All
1: right, welcome back. It is time for a little three up, three down here on Fantasy Sports Today. And in this segment, we look at some trending up and some trending down topics in sports, in news, in pop culture, in just about anything. And as always, if you have a suggestion for a three up, three down, you can let me know at Craig Mish at FNTSY uh, Radio. Also, a little bit later in the show, we're going to play a little You Make the Call, where we'll have our poll of the day, and you guys will vote on the most likely player to be traded in baseball, and potentially we'll talk about that and how it affects fantasy baseball, so stay tuned for that. On Demand, if you're listening, we do this this show, and we do this segment every day around 12, 10 Eastern, so that's when you could expect here, three up, three down, if you tuned in listening live. And we start off with the San Francisco Giants. They win yet again. The last team that I thought that I would be focused on on July twenty third, 2019 And by the way, talking about them over and over again would be the San Francisco Giants. And they win again yesterday. And wouldn't you know, with all these close games that they're playing, what always creates these openings for fantasy, like we had, uh, for example, John Gant on our show last week at the St. Louis Cardinals, is wins by the middle relievers in the close games, right? Like, that's what happens in this day and age. You have starting pitchers, they only go five innings, sometimes they go six. The average starting pitcher does not even go six innings anymore. I don't know if you pay attention. That's like 5.83, something like that. So the beneficiary of all this winning has uh, has not been Samarja, has not been Sean Anderson, has not been Madison Bumgarner. It has been Trevor Gott. Did anybody get Gott on their fantasy team in their 12- or 15-team league? Is he on the waiver wire in your your league? I mean, these, these are lucky wins. But he improved to seven and zero yesterday. He did give up a run. His ERA is mid threes. He's okay. He's not great, but he has three wins this month and seven and zero on the season. So between John Gann and Trevor God, you got two unbelievable bullpen arms. And go ahead and put his wins up against some starting pitchers in the big leagues. You'll find yourself shocked. But yeah, the Giants are playing really well. We'll just have to keep monitoring them because honestly, not a lot of great fantasy options on that team. But in reality, they're moving toward the postseason. They really are. Could get there. Also trending up this afternoon, the Minnesota Twins. Did you see them against the Yankees yesterday? Remember on the show yesterday, we talked about this. The Twins are not like the Twins of the past the Yankees used to step on. They got a lot of guys who could hit home runs. They're on pace to break the all time single season home run record for one year. And yesterday, they hit five home runs against the Yankees, and they won eight to six. Now, look, we know what happens when the postseason starts. Pitching usually dominates hitting, but I think we got to pay extra special care. To the Twins, especially at the trade deadline on the 31st, including uh, Max Kepler, Nelson Cruz, uh, Garver, Mitch Garver, their catcher, has been like the best offensive fantasy catcher in baseball. He hit two home runs yesterday, so we'll keep an eye on the Twins, and and honestly, this is one of those years that, I, like I said two years ago, uh, if you drafted all Twins offense and did nothing else, you won every fantasy league this year. But who knew? Who knew that they were going to end up with this many home runs? Uh, And also trending up here on the show today, the news came out, I believe it was Andrew Marchand who covers uh, TV and radio in New York, reports that Mark Sanchez is retiring, former quarterback, of course, of the Jets and the Redskins, I believe, probably some other teams too. I don't even remember. Mark Sanchez retires to do college football on ESPN. Congratulations to him. And you know what? He led the Jets to a couple of successful seasons. He was never an elite quarterback in the NFL or even close. And, of course, he got made fun of for the butt fumble. But let's let's be honest here. You play 10 years in the NFL, you're like a champ. These running backs in the NFL, what do they usually do? They get drafted, right? Their first year, they're okay. Second year, they're a star. Third year, they're a star. By the fourth year, they're like, ah, not so good. Fifth year, they're done right like like that's the average lifespan in the nfl is like two years three years sanchez lasted 10 i do realize he's a quarterback and a lot of other quarterbacks last a long time too but he didn't even play the last three or four years he was on the titans at one point also anyway so congratulations to mark sanchez trending up college football analyst i think he'll be very good he's always been very good on tv and uh, and, I, and I would think that he'll be very good in this role. And that is trending up for me on this day. How about trending down? Three up, three down. Here's the down. The Oakland A's last week acquired Homer Bailey in a trade with the Kansas City Royals. Bailey's first start with Oakland was fantastic. And then uh, Homer Bailey turned back into Homer Bailey, unfortunately, yesterday for Oakland. And a big game, by the way, against Houston. If Oakland misses the postseason by a game, they're going to look back on this one. As, why did we do this? (laughs) Nine earned runs in two innings pitched for Homer Bailey. Yikes. Big, big yikes. As, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you kind of know what you're getting with some of these guys. Kashner, Bailey. The real gems of the trade market will be revealed on the 31st. I don't think we're going to see a lot of movement until then, but for Oakland's sake, if they really think that they're going to be counting on this to continue, they're, they're kind of kidding themselves. So nine earned runs. He's our first trending down for uh, Homer Bailey of the Oakland A's. Here's a story yesterday. Also big trending down. A, it's like a, a scene at a breaking bad. Almost honestly, a man in Australia crashed into a parked police car. And uh, you know, that's, you're not good and when he did the man uh, had his car searched and somehow and again this is crazy to me somehow they found 140 million dollars of meth in his car Uh, i mean this is even more than that like garage that uh, of the money that that walter white had in breaking bad 140 million dollars in one car of meth like wow I, i i you know now look i'm not a meth expert here by any means But it seems to me as though if you that either one or two things, either this is all that this guy had and he's a moron for getting busted or number two, he's got a lot more somewhere else. And this is all he could fit in the car. Either way, trending down like you're a criminal and you and you basically like crash into a police car. What do you think the end result of that is going to be? Of course, they're going to check you out. So that is certainly trending down. And my final down in uh, three up, three down. And this is uh, really kind of annoying and sad, and I'm getting tired of it. I'm not a complainer, as you know on the show. I'm a, I'm a half full type guy, but can DirecTV and CBS get their issues fixed? Like, is this is is this real? Like, I, I, we're not getting in at least where I am in South Florida, and I know other places that have the owned and operated CBS across the country. Like, what's going on here? I can't watch CBS locally here in, in South Florida, the CBS affiliate in Miami. And I've been appearing on the CBS affiliate in Miami for the last three months, like almost every single Sunday night. I can't even record my own show. So uh, I, I guess that there's an offer for DirecTV to send you a, uh, you know, those rabbit ears or whatever, or an antenna where you could watch a local affiliate and not have to worry about it. But I'm, I, I, I don't like this. And, and these battles, why do they even happen? I, I understand it's about money, and one, one, one person thinks that they should get money, and one does not. I get it. But this is just insane, man. I, I don't get it. I don't follow it. And uh, quite frankly, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Just get it worked out. I want to be able to watch CBS, all their shows on TV, on TV, and not have to attach an antenna to the back of my TV like I did in the 80s. And I think maybe in the 90s, too. we may have done that a little bit, too. In fact, we had a hurricane here in South Florida. I think that's the only way we could watch TV sometimes. So that is our uh, trending up, trending down, our three up, three down here on the show. What about you guys? What do you think is trending up and trending down here on our show? Can't wait to get to more of that. Looking forward to having this discussion with you as we take a short time out here on the show. Coming up next, it's time to play a little You Make the Call which player is most likely to be traded. We'll do that. We'll also talk about stolen bases over the last few days and plenty more to come here on Fantasy Sports Today. So stay tuned. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. I'm Craig Mish, and Fantasy Sports Today is going to roll on in uh, about two minutes from now. We'll also talk about Yulieski Gurriel, who's red hot. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a minute and a half, two minutes. Don't go away.
4: car repair? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good bad or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow1 get up to $5000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow the number 100.com. Fantasy
1: Sports Today with Craig Mish. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here with you. As we carry you until 2 o'clock Eastern. And we'll be here until uh, then, and then we'll be back tomorrow on the show. So if you want to hit us up here on the program, feel free to do it. 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. That's how you get us here on the show. And uh, we're going to dive into some other topics here on the program. And we'll talk about fantasy. We'll talk a little bit of reality as well. But before we do that, want to let you know you can put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening up a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open up a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over. In terms of signing up with FanDuel.com, eligibility restrictions apply, and you should see the website for details. All right, so let's discuss some of the things that are going on in terms of trade. Before we do that, let's uh, hit up a little action that we call You Make the Call. Call. All right, so here is today's You Make the Call. And on our You Make the Call segment for today, uh, I'm going to give you some choices here. And here is the question that we have, and we'll get this posted for you on social media, at FNTSY Radio, at Craig Mish as well, if you want to vote. Which player is most likely to be traded? In reality, not fantasy. Don't answer these questions that you're going to be trading your own guys, okay? I'm not interested in that. So here we go. Uh, player number one. I gave you three pitchers, by the way. Player And all lefties, I think. Player number one, Madison Bumgarner from the San Francisco Giants with the Giants dare trade Bumgarner after this unbelievable run that they're on. Hmm. Tough, tough spot for the Giants. Lucky for them, they got about seven games to go. Robbie Ray of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Boy, would he be a nice addition to some other team. I'm curious about that. And finally, Mike Miner of the Texas Rangers. To me, if you guys are going to vote, and I'm not trying to sway your vote, but it would seem to me that Miner's on the move, right? Like, what what's the point for the Texas Rangers? Wouldn't this be qualified as selling high on a player like we do in fantasy? In reality, wouldn't you want to sell high here in this spot? I think you would, probably. So for me... It would be uh, Mike Miner. But I don't want to influence your vote. Go to go to right now at FNTSY Radio. Madison Bumgarner, Robbie Ray, Mike Miner. Those are your three options to vote on this edition of You Make the Call. And uh, go do it right now. A little bit later on, we'll give you an answer, a little uh, exit velocity. And that uh, wraps up our You Make the Call for today. If you want to dial us up here on the show, 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. That's how you get us here on the program at Craig Mish at FNTSY Radio. All right, so there's one thing that we talked a little bit about yesterday with Rudy Gamble on the show, and I thought that he brought up a really good point. Rudy Gamble from raspball.com which is he lost Kevin Kiermeyer in his fantasy league, but he really... I can't replace the stolen bases with him, so to speak, because he has 14 on the year. And it, and I thought it begged the question, a couple of questions, honestly. Uh, question number one should have been, I probably should have done a better job of finding some options for you right then and there in terms of who could steal bases. But then with this morning, when I woke up and I kind of replayed that interview in my head a little bit and thought to myself, all right, well, maybe it's it's easier than, than what Rudy is saying. Maybe we can find some players on the waiver wire that can steal some bases for you. And then I looked, and I was disgusted. I, I, I mean, where in the world have stolen bases gone in fantasy? I understand that we're never going to get back to the days of Ricky Henderson and Eric Davis and... And, and 40, 50 steals, multiple players on teams. D. Gordon, Juan Pierre. Like, I mean, you guys know the names. But, the, I mean, you this is staggering. The last 30 days. Okay, so this is a month. Now, look, we had four or five days of no games with the All-Star break. I get that. But the last 30 days, you talk about a trend in fantasy. The leader in stolen bases in the last 30 days is Ronald Acuna Jr., which there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Acuna is a 30-stolen-base type guy. For sure. His number is 12. That's not a high number. But it is 12 in the last 30 days. So figure about 25 games, one every other game. Okay, that's fine. But you want to talk about a drop-off after that? There are a bunch of guys with 10, 12, 13 home runs, 9, 10... Eight, seven. After Acuna, the Major League Baseball stolen base leader in the last 30 days is Trey Turner with seven. That's it. And would you believe this? After Trey Turner, no one else in baseball has seven steals in the last 30 days. What in the world? Teams are just done giving away outs, they're done buttoning. We've known that for years. They're done stealing, too. It's going to create a major scarcity. It already is, but it's going to create even more of one in fantasy moving forward. Like, literally next year, and again, we don't know how the ball structure will be and if they're going to change it or not, but I got to tell you, like, is there any possibility that a player with 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases is not taken in the first or second round of a fantasy draft? There's only going to be a handful of guys with 20 steals this year. 6 stolen bases is like a big number in the last 30 days. You know, that that's like 24 or 30 over the course of the whole season and those are the leaders in all of baseball. So yeah, Rudy was right. That's like an impossible thing to find. And once you get rid of that commodity, especially in a uh, shallow league, 10 or 12 team league, you're playing with categories, you get steals, you can't cut any. It's like cutting a guy who gets saved. You can't do it. Someone will be able to pick that guy up, and even if he does nothing for you, hitting-wise, and Kiermaier's a good example of that. Let's say, hypothetically, Kiermaier only steals six bases the rest of the season. That's more valuable than 10 home runs. Everybody's hitting 10 home runs. I don't know how we got here, but we're here. Stolen bases are just done. I think the Las Vegas total for individual stolen bases when I was doing my other radio show, it was set at fifty-one and a half. It was the easiest under of the season for me. I said it at the time. I mean, you're counting on Trey Turner, Raul Mondesi Jr. to do it and one injury to either and they don't. Mondesi's had two injuries. Turner's had one. No one else is even coming close. What are we going to have? The Major League Base Steeler uh, total this year. What's it going to be? 42, 41, it's not going to be 50. There's no chance. It's are just gone from those old days, man. It's just gone. If, if somebody would come up to the big leagues and steal 50, and steal 50 that guy should be like the, a top five pick in fantasy. I don't care if he does nothing else. He wins you the league. This is like the discussion that we used to have about Billy Hamilton, except Billy Hamilton really was a guy that did nothing else and wasn't even healthy. So that's my little rant there on stolen bases. I'm just I was just shocked where we've gone. Uh, by the way, has anybody, and this kind of brought me when I was looking at the last 30 days too, it brought me to this. Has anybody noticed how hot Ulyeski Gurriel is of the Houston Astros? They were trying to replace him earlier in the season. Tyler White was starting to get a little bit more playing time and, and I was a little concerned. I wasn't sure because Gurriel is 35. People feel like he's very young. But remember, he came over to the States two years ago and came at an older age. He's got one year uh, left on his contract. And he'll play that out, right? At $8 million, that's a bargain. Gurriel has 14 home runs over the last 30 days. He has 19 on the season. That tells you how bad his April and May and even June was. It's horrible. And now, all of a sudden, he has just found it. And, and, and helped carry a team without Carlos Correa. Can you imagine when Correa comes back later this week? Houston, once again, is... One of those teams to beat. The only issue in question will be will be their starting pitching, because I don't recall the last few years them going into the postseason with this little uh, effective starting pitching. I think they have to make a move. They got to get somebody. They've been relying on uh, Framber Valdez and and Brad Peacock. McHugh's not a starter anymore. I mean, you're telling me, and no disrespect to Wade Miley, but you're telling me that Wade Miley is going to be game three starter in the postseason in a seven-game series for Houston? Hmm, I don't see that. Something tells me that there will be somebody else. Now, look, uh, Miley could be that guy, but I am doubtful on that one. So I I would guess at some point and in the next week, I don't know if it will be Strowman or it will be Minor or it will even be uh, Robbie Ray or someone else. I I would guess that uh, that's the target for Houston. Jeff Luno, also the... uh, the uh, GM of the Astros came out and said that they could upgrade catcher too. That's, that's always tough to see catcher trades. You don't usually see those because they have to get familiar with their pitching staff. So I would doubt that, but their catching has been abysmal this year. That is for sure. All right. Coming up next year on the show, our good friend, Adam Ronis is going to join us. You can hear Adam every day at two o'clock. He's with Dr. Roto on full-time fantasy and Adam and I will break down some baseball. Perhaps we'll get into a little football as well. And you can hear his show at 2 o'clock Eastern. Also, Jeff Levering from the Milwaukee Brewers Radio Network will join us. He's the play-by-play man there. We'll talk about Tyler Saladino, Christian Yelich, and what the Brewers may do at the trade deadline as well. I'm Craig Mish. This is FNTSY Radio Fantasy Sports Today. And we'll be right back with Adam Ronis. Don't go away.
0: Youth to 321 321.
2: That's Y O U T H to 321 321. Let dailyroto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament, or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using dailyrodo.com you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Rain dance. Make it rain. Aaron Boone helped possibly effectively put the Rays to bed. Come step up to the champs if you want. But Aaron Boone helped slap them back down, and I think it was a very important move, and I love it.
0: I think it, for the very first time, I think that will be the defining moment of where we finally usher out the Girardi Yankees, Mm. and it's the Aaron Boone Yankees now. Weekdays, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
1: Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Alright, welcome back. Craig Mish here. Full-time fantasy is coming your way 2 o'clock Eastern, so stay tuned for their show. We'll get a little bit of a preview of that with Adam Ronis, who's joining us now. He and Dr. Roto every day here on FNTSY Radio from 2 -2 to 4 Eastern. And Adam joins us now to talk a little baseball, we'll mix in a little football as well, and Adam joins uh, me here on the program. Good to talk to you again, Adam. No vacation for you, man. You're back. You're you're here. You're ready for football season, I guess.
5: Yeah, definitely took the vacation a little bit early in June, so got over with and now just preparing for the grind of fantasy football. Already done several drafts. Have a few more in the next couple weeks, but still have to finish the fantasy baseball season strong. Have several teams that can win, so... Have to make those important waiver wire moves and follow everything that's going on on a daily basis. Yeah, you went to
1: Barcelona last month. Is that right? Is that yes, correct? Barcelona and Ibiza. Okay, so so of all the things you did, what was your fate? What was your highlight of that trip of going uh, to those two places? Oh man, that was I don't know one specific highlight.
5: I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I did a couple of tours, went to the beach. A lot of good eating i don't think anything stood out it, it, it was just you know a nice
1: vacation okay what was so that was a terrible answer so so have, <laughs> what was the most surprising thing to, to traveling to those two places we'll see if i can get a better answer out of your right. like, culture I, shock
5: maybe well okay the the coffee servings there are way small and they don't give free refills so i'm so used to a bigger coffee cup and when they gave me the coffee i was like are, are you kidding me they're so small so that's what really stunned me there. What, do people don't drink coffee as much there Does I don't know it what is? it is, but they just this sample I put it on Instagram, I'm like really, this is the size of the cup that you give me uh, you know I'm a big coffee drinker and A lot of people do it for the caffeine. I do it for the taste. Like, I guzzle coffee like it's water. So I could drink, like, four or five cups. I tried not to do that, ideally.
1: Yeah, it's not a good idea.
5: It's not, but I love the taste of it, and I was just stunned at the size of the coffee cups that they give you. And they don't even have, like, a, a large. Even the Dunkin' Donuts there gave you a small one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, that's that's curious. I'll have to look into that. I'm surprised you didn't get a, a clarity on that. But the, And the cost is more or less the same there as it is here, right? No, it's, uh, it's
5: actually it was a, Barcelona was a little bit more expensive than I anticipated. It's not like it was extremely cheap. I
1: heard Croatia is very affordable. Okay, well, maybe we could do fantasy shows from Croatia. We should. Talk about coffee. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, so before we I'll, – I'll, I'll ask you a couple football questions here. I just had my uh, rookie draft yesterday or over the weekend and so there's there's a couple questions i could ask you there but uh you know skipping with starting with baseball you know i i kind of brought up a stat adam a few minutes ago that in the last 30 days ronald acuna jr leads all major leaguers with 12 steals turner has seven and then nobody else has seven and and any kind of idea that there's some sort of renaissance coming back with steals is gone like i feel like going into next year if the ball structure is the same and all these home runs are going to be hit. Steals is going to be as hot a commodity as saves moving forward. It's just keeps going down. Definitely. I think that was a big focus for many teams in
5: drafts this year. There was a concentration of trying to get those stolen bases early, which is why you see Trey Turner go so early. And I know he had the injury, but that's the problem. If you're paying for a guy like Trey Turner and expect him to get 50-55 steals and he doesn't, he really hurts you. I think we all knew Acuna had that 30-30 potential, but yeah, he's really picked up. He's such a fun player to watch, man. I It's just, I actually, so the home run derby, I put money on him and Pete Alonso, So it worked out. I just thought Acuna had a shot to win it. His odds at at that point, I think, when I got him that day was plus, uh, it was 1,000. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, Acuna's a stud. He's locked in next year, I think. You probably take him third overall. I would think. I think it's Trout, Yellow Acuna right now. If you're drafting for next year, uh, he's just, and you know he's a young player that is going to continue to run. I don't think they want to give him the red light. But you are right. It makes sense if the ball is going to be juiced like this. And again, we don't know that for next year. You know that teams shouldn't run as often because why run into an out when you can have a, a big inning with a three-run homer? So. But with Acuna is so young, 21 still. He turns 22 in December. It's crazy. Man, it, he is just so fun to watch. And I am so upset that I didn't get him this year. I just didn't land in a spot. I guess the one spot I had an opportunity to, and I did debate it, was uh, I had the third pick overall. And a lot of people went Jose Ramirez at the time. I didn't. I didn't go Max Scherzer. I went Christian Yelich, so I can't be upset. But I did consider Acuna with that third overall pick. It, it sucks, though, when you don't have a guy like that in fantasy I have Yelich on two squads, so no complaints, but uh, Acuna is such a fun player to watch. And for those that said, well, he can't do what he did last year, you guys are losing out. Uh, he's basically close to the numbers that he put up last year in about 10 fewer games.
1: Yeah, and I have uh, Acuna in Towers. It just hasn't helped me because the rest of my hitting is horrible. And when you when you draft Shaw and and Aguilar, you lose. And that's that's basically been my story. Both guys have been busts completely, but Acuna's been great for me. Uh, Adam Ronis is with us. It's an interesting uh, conversation to bring up. The other player who is as hot as anyone in fantasy, Adam, is Yulieski Guriel. I, I don't know what went on with him in April and May, but he only hit five home runs, and Tyler White was starting to steal some playing time, and then all of a sudden, guriel has been as hot as anybody on the planet. In fact, Houston yesterday, Adam had uh, home runs hit by all three of their Cuban players, Ledmus Diaz, Guriel, and of course, Alvarez, who's been phenomenal for them as well do you think that Gurriel it's time now for us to start taking him seriously as a first baseman in fantasy because he's showing power and he's on pace to hit more home runs than he's ever hit before
5: yeah I think this is probably a product of the ball here with him uh, because he never really showed much power in his first two seasons in the majors what you looked at him for was great contact you knew he was going to give you a good average and you were hoping that the counting stats would be decent on a great Houston offense but Going into the year, I don't see how you could say you were infatuated with Gurriel because if, if a guy wasn't hitting for major power, it wasn't a big uh, appeal. You know, you needed the power or you needed speed. Yeah, great average is fine, but you don't want to draft a guy for that. I mean, he was going in the double-digit rounds, but, but he is starting to hit the ball in the air a little bit more. The hard contact rate is up, and you know, sometimes it does... Uh, an adjustment period. I mean, he is. people don't realize he's 35 years old. Yeah. So, so he's not young, but yeah, a Gurriel was someone last year that I had on teams. I didn't have any shares of them this year. And uh, it's working out well for those who stay patient
1: because he's probably going to hit
5: 30 home runs. You would think.
1: Yeah. And uh, we have the trade deadline coming up here on the 31st, Adam. And I always like to ask people who have leagues that they are competitive in. And you mentioned that there's still a couple of leagues that you can win over the next few months. So what is your approach here? Like, what are you rooting for to happen? What is it that you need category-wise to happen? Which player would you like to see moved that would help you out in a fantasy league? Maybe that will tip some people off who are listening. Yeah, I think for most people, it's
5: probably the relievers in the saves category. And, you know, it's been difficult this year, especially if you didn't get one of those top 10 closers. You are been searching the waiver wire and hoping for some changes. And so I think a lot of people... I haven't really stashed many of the relievers. I just haven't had the room. I mean, I am interested in guys like Aaron Bummer, Nick Anderson, guys like that. So you want to stash them. I'm sure there's going to be some surprises. I think Kirby Yates is the guy to keep an eye on because you're starting to see his name involved. And depending on where he goes, uh, you could see a scenario where he doesn't close. That would be crushing for teams that had Kirby Yates because he's been one of the top closers this year. So I think really it's you're trying to – add a reliever or two that you think can get saves. And uh, I think we know the situations where there could be changes. Uh, Boston, I know so many people spent money on Nate Eovaldi. He went for one of my leagues like two weeks ago at 251. And I mm. didn't understand why you were spending so much money. Now, I, I, I hope he closes because I have him in Tout Wars. And obviously with Tout Wars, you have the IL spot. So I had him all year as, uh, drafting him as a starter. Just put him on the IL. Uh, I have two solid closers now with uh, Roberto Osuna and Liam Hendricks who's been really good. Yeah, he has. He he did blow a save the other day, but I, it's just impressive. I watched him, his stuff. I mean, he he looks filthy, you know, throwing 95, 96. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I kind of hope Eovaldi gets that job. I know he got pummeled last night. So that's something that I would hope for because it would allow me to not spend too much money on a reliever. So I'm hoping Eovaldi closes. I think the Braves, you have to keep an eye on. I know Luke Jackson's been pretty good, but there have been a lot of situations where he's shaky, People added A.J. Minter, hoping that he would be the guy. But now, again, the walks have been an issue. So I think the bullpens are really where a lot of the changes are going to be made at the trading deadline. Uh, people you know, going to the waiver wire for saves. And I've already seen people starting to speculate on some relievers over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, Adam Rudens is us. Uh, he's right. Uh, Atlanta, Boston, those two spots have uh, need some clarity in terms of closers. I don't think there's any way that the guys Boston's rolling out there ends up being the ninth inning guy. And I don't think Luke Jackson has a chance of closing games in August and September. So if you're a few saves behind or ahead, keep an eye on that. Uh, Fantasy football season, I know for your show, Adam, is underway every day at 2 o'clock Eastern. And you guys certainly have been diving into that. What are some of the things that you've seen, at least in the early drafts? What is trending for you? Uh, It it seems like everyone that I bring on and I talk to about this, the first few picks are always locked in with these running backs. We're back to... The old days, it feels like, with uh, you know people just trying to grab those elite running backs and not going with the no running back uh, theory. But I don't know. Have you, have you had any ideas or ways that you're going about things yet? I think some of the running backs
5: are being overvalued, not the first four. I mean, those guys are locked in just because they catch the football at a high rate. You know, people said, well, Ezekiel Elliott doesn't catch football. He had 77 receptions last year, so he has that skill. It's a matter of Dallas throwing the football, and they did last year. So I'm fine with all those four. You're starting to see David Johnson go five continuously because I think people realize the coaching staff was a major problem last year. The offense was unimaginative, and we all expect Kingsbury coming in in the air raid offense and running at a high pace that it's going to help a guy like David Johnson. But I feel like a lot people are still pushing up the second-tier running backs way too much. People are in drafts like, oh, I have to get my RB, two. And I won't do that. I'll just take the receivers. You know, obviously it depends on the format, but like in, in our fantasy football world championships, we start two running backs, three receivers, and two flex spots. So the receivers become a little bit more valuable there. What I find is when I have a top four pick, I'm not worried about my RB2. I'm loading up our receivers, maybe a tight end. You know, the FSGA draft, that's what I did. I had the two pick, and I was able to get Barkley and just went receiver heavy. And then I took my shots at running backs later on. Uh, and I think that's the way to do it because once you have that elite running back, like a McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Zeke locked in, you don't need to worry too much about your RB2 because you only have to start a maximum of two running backs. So if the receiver value presents itself, you know, and that's what happened to me also in the Scott Fishbowl as well. You know, everyone was taking the running backs early. And I don't know if they looked at the scoring close enough, but in that league you get a five-point bonus for every 50 yards receiving or rushing. So if you get an elite wide receiver, that has a good shot at 100 yards every week. You're getting a 10 point bonus right there. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, true. I, I so I went started with McCaffrey at the two spot, and then went uh, three straight receivers or four straight receivers. Like uh, I had Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman uh, took a tight end as well. So uh, I think that's the lesson in everything is that you know you got to let the draft come to you and take the value that's presented to you. Too many times people say. Well, I have the 10th pick, and I was thinking of starting two running backs. So uh, what receiver should I go? You can't think like that because every draft's going to be different. That's what I'll say is after five, it really changes depending on drafts. I've seen Le'Veon Bell fall to the second round. I've seen him go sixth overall. I've seen Julio Jones go, you know, seven, eight, and next draft fall to the second round. So I think there's a lot of fluctuation there at the end of the first round, early second round, and it's really going to come down to personal taste. So you have to be flexible and you can go in with a blueprint, but you have to be able to adjust on the fly based on what's happening on the draft board. And uh, I think a lot of times people don't do that. And the other thing that I hate, and especially at baseball, but football too, the top 200, top 300 list, it's useless. It's useless because you have to understand roster construction. Yeah, if it has go- nothing to
1: do with the rankings. I agree. Every year, it, it's the same thing, though.
5: I don't know why they're put out. Like, fortunately, they don't pressure me to do it. I hope they don't. But I don't want to do it because it's it's useless.
1: Yeah, no, it is for sure. And, and it's it's just understanding what basically the tiers are of the players and who you have and what to do. But full-time fantasy will handle that conversation coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. Thanks again, Adam, for coming on. Always great talking to you. No problem, Craig, anytime. All right, Adam Ronis, at Adam Ronis on Twitter, full-time fantasy coming your way 2 o'clock Eastern. We'll take a quick time out, wrap up the first hour of the show. Be back for another one right after this.